Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Well, today we get a big Thanksgiving show. Cub Swanson, Frankie Edgar on the phone. We have a lot of laughs, and Matt chokes me. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Today is the third annual Thanksgiving extravaganza that we do. Um, oh, damn it. I had turkey noises ready. Did you really? <laughs> yes. I'm going to do that every 10 seconds while Cub Swanson's on the phone, while Frankie Edgar's on the phone. That, yeah. sound, that sounds like me when I'm whacking off. <laughs> <laughs> My head getting all red and sweaty. What's yeah, up, buddy? Turkeys really are loud, aren't they? <laughs> well, it's Wednesday, and our, our episode usually comes out Thursday, but we're yes. releasing it today because yes. people will be busy with all your Thanksgiving shit tomorrow. I don't even believe Thanksgiving's tomorrow, man. It feels like fucking... Feels like Halloween was last month. It was, but it feels like it was yesterday, man. I was trick or treating. This is it's crazy, man. That's what happens when you get older. The seasons I go know. faster because you have so many of them in the past. Like when you're a kid, summer lasts forever. Yes, because you've had six of them. Yes, but when you have fucking forty-five of them or forty-eight of them, like I've had, it's like yeah, I'm just used to this I, spinning faster and faster over here. And I think also it, shit's all slowed down when you're younger because you're doing shit you don't want to do, and it's like oh, like you got to go to school. That's right. <laughs> and you're like this sucks, and it. it it feel every day feels like it's forever. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I wasn't much of a school person. Me neither. You know. I know we're shocking people that Matt and I are not particularly educated guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you guys like no school? Shit. Did you did you graduate high school? I dropped out of high school. I graduated high school, but I I did it on um. They put me on home, like homeschooling towards the end. Yeah, senior year. Because yes, but I had my trouble. Yeah. Why? What happened? I I well, you know what? Now listen. I don't, oh, no. I don't, <laughs> well, I don't, you know, you should never put your hands on a teacher or anything like that. Sure. But let me just tell you something. I mean, I've gotten to some scraps, like I got into some like fights and got suspended for that. But I mean, first knuckleheads that deserved it. But, uh, but, but what well, the, the straw that, that broke the, uh, the principal's back there was, um, there was a, a substitute guy, this, this nerdy little substitute guy. Now I was about to leave for the day and my locker was literally five feet past where he was doing like the home on this shit. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to like a cute, uh, gym, gym, uh, like a substitute, like gym teacher girl who was mm-hmm. nice. And this guy's a little nerd. And like, I'm trying, I go, 
He goes, now you ain't getting by without a pass. Now my buddy was waiting to take me home in the uh, the fucking alcove, you know, East Meadow High School. So I'm about to get to my, I go, yo, I gotta get right. I'm, I'm trying to, I go, look. And I, I remember, I might've been a little hot-headed, but I was pretty mature for my age where I try to talk. I wasn't trying to be a young punk or, right. I'm like, yo, I just have to go at my locker. Is Look, you could see me, it's right there. And the guy was, one. it's almost like, um, and I'm not anti-police or anything, but anybody with authority that's sure. like a fucking little nerd who got smacked around or whatever it is, and now they're in a, a position of power, they like to flex that shit. That's and right. that was this fucking guy. This guy was going to me, no, 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 I don't think so, guy. I don't think, he was being a prick. And I go, dude, he was trying to impress the, the girl gym yeah. teacher, I guarantee it. So I, I went to go, he put his hand, he grabbed my shoulder, I grabbed him by the neck and I put him up against the fucking wall. And fucking, and then you know, then I then they called me in the next day and uh, gave me the. And boot. then, uh, well, they basically said, "Look, you know, I think they liked me. The principals liked me because there was because you no know why because I used to beat the crap out of this other guy that was a real troublemaker and nasty attitude, and they didn't like him. So uh, I think they liked you're like me. the enforcer. <laughs> yeah, I think they kind of liked me. You're keeping the peace with the fucking uh, I don't know with the fucking idiots. But uh, so anyway, they go look. You know, it's already whatever fucking was it January? What look? Just spend the rest of the year at home, and uh, you know we're gonna send you somebody. And you know what's really fucked up about that, Jimmy, is they sent me this. This this guy was such a great guy. My what a nice guy. I, I had two two um, teachers. Uh, uh, what do you call those tutors? Uh, yes, home teachers. tutors. Yeah, yeah. So the the guy they sent me had a bad stutter, and it was almost like I'm like, are they fucking with me? Like. The guy would look at me and his eyes would get real big. And, and I'm not attacking anybody with a, with a speech impediment. I understand. It's, it sucks. And and I understand. I'm not making fun of anybody. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a kid now. now you, and they give me this, this stuttering teacher. And he's looking at me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, holy fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but anyway, he was a nice guy. What a nice guy. And you graduated. I did. I, I have my high school diploma. And you know where I went to college? Where? The Hensel Gracie Academy in Manhattan. A good place <laughs> and, to go, and that was my real schooling. Oh God, I still use that every day. Like what I learned in school. Now you know I can write a sentence, and I'm not a total fucking moron. You don't use algebra. What? You don't use algebra. I can't even pronounce it. No, it's algebra. Tough. What? Algebra. Yeah. Geometry. No, no. I'm doing. I'm listen, man. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I know my times tables. But uh, times tables. My times so tables. Five people, times five. And people in our age will say that, but nobody under is that right? says times tables. I don't think oh, I've never heard that. Not. That's that's our fucking age. Hey, listen, I can help my kids with homework a little bit now, but they're in fucking first grade, and and I let my wife handle that shit anyway. Well, you know what it is? I was talking to some woman. She said her assistants are all millennials. Not that they're stupid. They're not stupid. But their problem-solving ability is not as tactile because for them, it's everything has been smartphone, so there's always been a way to enter it and get the problem solved. So they'll send an email and go, okay, I sent the email. It's done. And it, they, they don't have a, a, as well as good a, an ability to actually kind of you know grapple yeah. with problems and take A and move it to B and then move C because they, they literally have just entered things information in and let the problem See, be solved. My thing is, I'm not the best. But the they're going to cure cancer. Like They're smarter than we are in that. Like, right? They're, they're oh. going to get a lot more done in the next 30 years than we've gotten done in the last 100. See, I think I am what you call... Uh, well, twi- hung? Tw- well, I mean, that's... <laughs> you know, we spoke about that. Uh, you talking to my wife again? <laughs> One of those jokes. It's a Longo joke. How about you know, Longo using my fucking... God bless you joke five times the other day. Uh, it was a hit every time. Was it? A, you yeah, it were, was he's a such a good guy. Longo's all proud of himself. What about when I said... God bless you, and I couldn't say Khabib's name. Uh, did Jimmy like that? I go, yeah, Long. 
Okay. It's like your father telling a joke. But it was good, though. Longo had some good jokes. He's pleasant, isn't he, Longo? He's a lovely guy. He's a fucking like good a guy. Yeah, he likes you, too. He's a good dude. What I got to send out that video of him doing that stick fighting. What were you just saying? You were just saying something. I, I know. I, I'm lost. I do the same Bring thing. Bring me back. Chris? I, I actually... Ah, yes! We were... <laughs> We were talking All right. about. I got at, I got my high school diploma. Oh, you were talking about millennials. Sometimes they don't know how problem to solve solving a problem. Yeah. and the ability. Oh, to- oh, I was basically saying that. Uh, yeah, book smart, not so much with the new technology. I'm, I'm like what you call twice the tard because I'm not fucking. I'm bad, Jimmy. It's I'm not good with anything. No, it's thank not God true. I could fight and I have a decent sense of humor. Yeah, but you have an ability in nature. Everyone gives the like. You're you're a smart guy, but you can also have the ability to defend yourself in nature. You you you'll live if we electricity is removed, you'll survive, and I, I won't. I, you know what? They, people say that. Well, you know, if there's an apocalypse, yeah, that's great. But I can't be hoping for that. <laughs> I gotta get yeah, chances on. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, but you also will do better on just on, in yeah. daily life. I think I got good instincts. I get through my life on instincts, almost like uh, in my fights. Yeah. I don't know. I got pretty good instincts. I have good instincts because I can't fight. My instincts are very good. I can always sense violence because I. What do we got? What's up, Chris? You uh, got somebody? Cubs, yeah, Cub Swanson does. What? <laughs> what a segue. Just... Yeah, why don't you let us know you're calling somebody? Yo, Cub Swanson, Sorry. it's Matt Sarah and Jim Norton. How are you, buddy? Hi, Cub. How are you? <laughs> What's going on? Sorry, we didn't know we were being dialed. So we're we, thought you had, we thought we had five minutes, but no, I'd love, we'd love to talk to you now, my man. How are you feeling, bro? I'm feeling great. Just, uh, you know, just another fight camp. And this kid you're fighting, um, I was there in Vegas when he, who did he fight, Chris, the producer in Vegas? Do you know? And what card was that with on? Du, uh, how do you pronounce du, his du name? Duho Choi. Duho Choi. Duho Choi. Duho. Duho? Is it Duho? I've, I've, there's eight different versions. I've said they've all been wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Duho Choi. Don't, don't yeah. look at me to get it right. Duho. Duho Choi. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a, this is is a a weird uh, fight for you. And I know it's another fight, and uh, you've been in the game quite, you know, a, a long time. But with a guy like this, what I... I, I what what's the motivation now? In a sense, like he's an upcoming kid, a lot of hype behind him. He has three fights in there, and he took them all out in the first round. Uh, you you come in, you take this dude out, you you take you you take away his shine. Is is that what's motivating you, or something else? Well, of course. Well, he started it. You know, he started to say that I'm old. I don't got it anymore. I'm not oh, a killer shit. no more. Oh, shit. So that 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 was cool. That that was motivating for me. Um, Did he really say that? I thought he was respectful. No, I didn't realize he said all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over time, he was respectful in the beginning, and and you know, honestly, it kind of was a little annoying because he called me out, and then people on the internet were like, "Oh, you afraid? Why don't you fight him?" But you know, for like two months, we were waiting for this fight just to go through, and I don't ever say anything. I don't put my business out there. So it's like the fight's going to happen. It's going to happen, and then finally they announced it. Um, and so I responded and said, you know, <laughs> that, that, uh, he's the one, he's going to have to look me in the eyes at the end of the day, um, right before we fight and, and realize that he called me out. And, uh, then he just said that I don't got it no more. So I was like, cool. We'll see. Well, he, you know, he's got very fast hands and he has an ability, it seems to get right through the middle and, and, and land, but he's also, he's also hittable. Like he, he's not like Connor, where he can kind of feather in, you know, punch and then back out. He seems like he is absolutely hittable, and and his takedown defense, he gets up very quickly. But I think he's somebody you could absolutely put on the ground. Oh, definitely. Um, I've been training for everywhere. I, you know, I'm a little prideful, and I feel like my stand up is is some of the best. So, uh, you know, we can throw hands, and uh, I have a feeling when I tag him up, he'll. He may try to shoot on me, so oh, shit. Um, I do have a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Um, 
I've showed uh, some weakness there in the past as I've been training my butt off uh, to to fix those holes and uh, fallen in love with jiu-jitsu again and wrestling and everything. So I feel like I'm, I'm the most complete version of myself. Now, if you were to win this fight, you know, we have to go. You're assuming, obviously, that you're going to win it. Um, there's a few guys ahead in the division, and um, a few of them hold wins over you. Uh, who would you look at next? I mean, obviously, you have to take one fight at a time, but there's Max Holloway, there's Frankie, Ricardo Lamas, Jose. Yeah, well, I mean, um, if I if I wasn't right in the mix right away for for a title shot, I mean, the the one that would make the most sense would be Lamas. Um, so, I mean, that that fight happened a long time ago. It, before that, it would have been Chad Mendes because I fought him all the way in WEC, but um, he's he's not around right now. So Lamas would be the, the one that made the most sense to me. How frustrating is the kind of the bottleneck in the division? Because uh, Connor's holding the belt and nobody knows what he wants to do and Aldo only wants to fight him with the interim belt. So it's like, what do you guys do when you're, when you're just waiting to see what happens where the entire division has been held up for a year with no no championship fights? Well, the, <laughs> the funny thing is... is it is completely ridiculous. First of all, um, they said they were going to strip him. They didn't. Um, if you won the belt, and um, all I can do is just take it one fight at a time and worry about myself. Um, I'm making pretty good money these days, um, you know, fighting, and, and it's what I like to do. So I just concentrate on that. Um, Connor coming in and messing things up in my division, you know, that that's been affecting me for a long time. So that's already been on my plate. I got over it, and now I know like. All that stuff doesn't matter if 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 I want to fight for a title and if the fans want me to fight for it, it'll happen. But until then, I'm just going to be fighting people and putting on good shows, and that's all I can worry about. Speaking of, of Frankie and Jeremy, did you see that fight? Yeah, I, I knew that Frankie would would be able to dominate, but I knew that um, I knew at some point Jeremy would land some big shots and, and put him in um, uh, you know a tough situation, but. Uh, overall, I knew Frankie would, would get uh, the decision win. And what'd you think of the Connor fight, man? Connor and uh, and Eddie. I mean, the, did you were you having it? Were you picking Connor to win that one? I wasn't, to be honest. I thought Eddie would do a similar game plan like he did with uh, versus Pettis. Did you expect him to uh, take him out like that? Uh, no, uh, I was hoping for it to be a good fight. And yeah, you know, Connor just does such a good job at freezing people. Um, you know, first mentally, and then going in there and making them. St- stand right in front of him and not move. Um, he, he makes them fight his fight and, and, you know, his, his weaknesses don't show at all because you don't, you don't fight that way. You know, it's, it's, he puts you exactly where he wants them and then he just picks you apart. You know, it's interesting. You said that he freezes them mentally. A lot, a lot of fighters <clears throat> say that there's no mental, a- <clears throat> excuse me, mental aspect to it or that they, they don't get into that or it doesn't bother them what other fighters say. But it really does. Like you're saying, it did kind of bother you what this 25-year-old kid was saying about you getting older. That stuff does affect you guys. And I know most guys don't like to admit that because you don't, you know, it, you go walk into a fight. You don't want to say that something's gotten to you. But that really did kind of motivate you to want to fight this this dude. Yeah, of course. You know, it's like it motivates me a little bit extra in training. And then during the fight, it it uh, definitely makes me not feel as bad when I'm trying to, you know, knock him out. And, you know, as I get older, I I still have that killer in me. Um, but I do feel a little bit more bad, like, after the fact. Uh, you know, um, I'm always, like, somewhat apologetic because <laughs> that, that killer turns off. You know what I'm saying? You're apologetic and, after um, you fight somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just like, ah, you know, you know, thank you for the fight. It's all business. You know what I mean? 
um, before the fight, I just want to, I just want to rip you apart. Yeah, that's important um, though. That, that, I don't think yeah, there's anything yeah. wrong with that, especially since you're in in the hurt business. You know what I mean? You don't have to be too yeah. nice before that fight. Yeah, but, but when I was younger, it was like angry all the time, and then as you get older, that that changes. Right. How, how old to you? learn how to turn turn that switch. How I just turned thirty three. Oh, thirty three. Yeah, I hear you, man. Cub, I was the same way, man. I was, I was an angry little fucker when I was younger. <laughs> I used to make it like a street fight. Even afterwards, I was kind of nasty, man. I don't know. I mean, um, I don't know if I maybe the kids lightened me up a little bit. Definitely, I think kids softened me a little bit. And just over time, I think you. Uh, you just see things a little bit differently. Well, you make your money too, and life yeah. is good, and it's hard yeah. to keep an angry tone when you go home. You're like, hey, my apartment's nice, or my house is nice, and yeah. my bills are paid, and I feel pretty good, and people like me. It's hard to be as angry and fighting the world when the world has said that we like you. Yeah. As yeah. you get older, you your, your reasons for fighting change, and you evolve as a person just as a martial artist. So you have to acknowledge that and and work with it and, and allow the change and and you know, make the best of the situation. And I've been able to do that lately. Has anybody surprised, I'll ask both of you guys this, has anybody ever surprised you? Because you said at the end you get apologetic. And I'm sure sometimes as a fan, I'm, I'm always surprised when I see two guys hugging who genuinely seem to not like each other. Has anybody surprised you at, after a fight with, with their gracious attitude, meaning somebody you thought really didn't like you or and, and, and surprised you by being particularly uh, warm or, or, or nice? Uh... No, uh, not not in particular. I, I know that it was pretty funny um, for me, Dustin Poirier, when we had that. We seemed like we were a lot alike, and we did not like each other going in. And um, I didn't really expect us to be so cool after. And now we're. It's not like we're like good friends, but we see each other. It's like we have a very mutual respect because we went out there, we threw down, and we have like zero. Uh, animosity towards each other but i was just because i respected his heart so much and and i think it went both ways oh so that kind of i guess that makes two guys it's almost like when you argue with somebody you're done arguing once you go in there and punch each other in the face it's probably hard to remain angry if it was at least a decent fight yeah yeah you know you you got to respect somebody you're like man you, you 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 pulled the best out of me after I fought Hughes, we hugged. You did? Yeah. I, we're back to not liking each other again, but, but, but <laughs> that, lasted a, that, that lasted maybe through the press cut, post fight. But when conference. you hug, in that moment, like you're yeah. like, this guy, you know, we, we understand each other in a way that nobody else in this room understands us right now. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, we had a lot of, me and that guy had a lot leading up to it. And, uh, and then, you know, we both, you know, tried to hurt each other and, and you you kind of go through something when you fight somebody like that. I'm sure Cub will agree. You kind of go through something because you know you're both feeling that the same stuff inside. And you go in there and it's, and, you, and and nobody backs down. And uh, it, it is a, it is a, a respect thing. I think afterwards you gain respect. Yeah, well, yeah but Cub sure. said he gets apologetic, which I find really really. I've never heard that from a fighter before. That's really interesting. <laughs> well, it's just the fact that I'm like, you know, mentally uh, I'm so ready to just tear him apart you know mentally and then once the referees like you know pulls you off or the fight's over that switch just turns off and then i'm just like you know everything's okay and that 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 almost nightmare that i've created uh is over and then it's like oh hey what's up and if you you know you see i you know made him bloody and beat up his face pretty bad then i'm like ah you know i hope you heal you know or i don't want to know that they went to the hospital or something you know what i mean 
the thing about fighting is like when you have a really awesome night and you do really well the uh, guy, the op, the guy you're fighting is having an off the, the worst night of his life. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. So yeah, you almost feel like, hey man, like if you if you especially apologetic, I'm sure it's more of when you when you handle the business and you, and you're the victor. It's and, and, you, and you take the especially if you take the guy out, you're almost like man. And if you've been in those shoes, you're like, you know, you feel like, yo man, I've been there, buddy. That type of thing. And you know what I'm saying? Because it could easily be you if it's just a, a wrong move. You know, that's the game we play. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been on the opposite end, uh, you know, a couple of fights back in New Jersey. I was in a New Jersey hospital, which was not fun. And it was four in the morning with a broken, oh, a shattered thumb and a broken jaw. And it's like, uh, uh, this is terrible. Yeah. This is not the night I envisioned. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're like, I should be having a beer right now. This is bullshit. Hey, Carl, well, let me ask you about the broken jaw, too. Do they have to wire your mouth shut for for six weeks or is there another way to do that? No, yeah, they wired it. Um, the only other way I know that, um, what's his name? Uh, the tall, the really tall kid, heavyweight. Darius Faber? No, Struve. No, Stephen Struve. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Struve didn't get his jaw wired um, because he cracked his lower jaw, and they put a plate in, um, so he didn't have to get his wired. But uh, so I guess it depends on the break. Mine, I broke like right at the at the hinge. Um, and so I had that. to get it wired for about six, seven weeks, actually. And, and how is your breathing? How is your, you know, because I know a lot of you guys have sinus issues and stuff from being hit. Do you breathe comfortably or is it hard for you to breathe? No, I breathe fine. My my uh, nose has been messed up since I fought Charlie Valencia in King of the Cage um, in probably, what, 2006. So um, I've gotten used to it. Every once in a while, if I'm sparring boxers real hard, it'll, my septum will move even more and I'll have to like stick a toothbrush in my nose and, and pop it back over a little Jesus. bit so I can breathe again. So what happened when your jaw is broken? How, how did you breathe for six weeks? Did you just get used to that? Because that freaks me out. That's one of my greatest fears. What's that? Having my jaw <laughs> broken my, my, and wired shut so I can't breathe. Dude. It wow, just freaks me man. out. Break, break my fucking jaw. Lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? You know, at one point in time, that was like a method for losing weight. They were considering that. Really? Like, wiring people's jaws because you do lose weight, but you could also gain weight too. Uh, really? I did the second time. Yeah. How the fuck that? How you had you... your jaw broken twice? Yeah. Jesus Christ! And uh, you, were you able to sleep on your back that way? It's all I can think about is how fucking claustrophobic that would make me. You, you know what? I didn't. I could talk on the phone. I could do everything. I just had to drink liquid meals. That was the only real big deal. And the worst thing of all is when you're really tired trying to go to bed and you're trying to yawn. Yeah. The yawning is uncontrollable and you're just, your jaw just kind of quivers and tries to open, but it won't. And so, like, I would just want to go to bed as fast as possible. Oh, fuck, man. Oh, you're freaking out. I think Jimmy's having a panic attack. Dude, I'm freaking out. I'm sitting up. My nose was stuffy last night. I, 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 was, I felt like somebody had their cock in my nose. I just couldn't doze wait, off. Wait, hold on. Did you have a, did you have a guest over last no, night? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I was just very congested. I took a Cialis and I wound up not needing and fucked my nose up. Dude, oh, that fascinates man, terrible. me. Terrible. Yeah, it freaks me out so much. Wait, the, the cock pill fucked your nose up? It makes me stuffy. Does it? Yes, it does because you know you get the, it's the same stuff in your nose that's in your dick, the same expandable and retractable material. Really? So it makes you stuffy. I thought I had a big nose only because I was a guinea. I didn't know it was no. because I, I popped cock pills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, man. I'm Cubs sorry, freaking Cub. Me we're, out. We're sorry, bringing man. it back, Cub. We're yeah, we're bringing it back to, to normal. Yeah, it just it, makes me claustrophobic. <laughs> so you had it wired shut. It didn't scare you? Like, you didn't have any panic moments with that? No, because I knew I knew that if I panicked, that I was going to have 
six weeks of that. So I always made it a point to stay focused and, and just go, ah, not that big of a deal. It's going to pass. What would you do to calm yourself? If you had a weird moment coming up, how would you relax yourself? Uh, I would just kind of talk to myself, basically, you know, take a moment and just be like, hey, you're okay. Not the end of the world. So hey, People have gone through it, like, yeah. Yeah, as soon as I got it off, I, I just went on like like a journey. I ended up going to Peru to Machu Picchu and hiked. Uh, uh, went through over a pass that was like sixteen thousand feet. I, I just went like on a life journey, so that was, that was pretty cool. Now, now, Cub, after getting like two times, I know they were spread out a little bit of getting your your jaw broken. Does it get you? Uh, I mean, and I seen you fight. It doesn't. It, it nothing affects you know the way it, it it doesn't to me. It doesn't look like. You're getting, uh, you know, shy with the striking. I mean, did you ever get, like, gun shy? Like, fuck, man, I, I don't want to get a third broken jaw. Do you feel it ever affected you? I don't notice anything, I'm, I'm, if, you know. But somebody else, they get a couple broken jaws, they might say, you know what? Maybe I'll go for a fucking double leg. <laughs> I mean, does it affect you at all or no? Uh, no. Mentally? I mean, honestly, it, it does in the beginning. It takes a while to get you know, once you're sparring again, yeah. it takes a little bit, but I wouldn't put myself in a situation to go in there and be gun shy. Cause I mean, I might as well retire if that's going to happen. Um, oh, yeah. you know, but I really, I really took the time, you know, like when I went on the little journey, I took the time to, to dig deep and say, is this something you still want to do and be honest with yourself? So, I mean, it's, it's something that took a lot of time and, and, you know, obviously my family is not, you know, the, the biggest supporters of me getting hurt. So, um, I, I needed to ask myself if, if there was still more I wanted to accomplish and the answer was yes. And that's why I'm still here. And it's made me train smarter. It's made me become a better athlete. And being in the game, as long as you have been in the game, what, what, what does motivate you now? I, if you said you have different motivations compared to when you were younger. What motivates you now? Well, you know, some people just say they want to be the, the world champ and, or, whatever it is. And for me, since day one, I just always wanted to be the best version of myself. And I feel like I haven't seen that yet. I feel like I'm still chasing that. So when, when I can honestly know that I've been the best version of myself um, and I'm not declining, I'm always becoming better, um, then, then that's, that's what I'm happy with. If I start to see a decline or I just can't uh, perform to, to my expectations or better, then, then that's when I won't do it anymore. How long were you gone for when you went on your, your trip? And you went by yourself. Uh, I actually uh, went with my good friend who's a photographer, uh, Will Fox. And, uh, and it was pretty, it was an awesome thing. So I got tons of great photos for it. How long did you go for? Uh, I went for eight days. Oh, okay. It's not some crazy month-long thing. And just thought a lot. No, no. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of, a lot of hiking and a lot of uh, you know, time to myself. I was way far away from home, so it, it, it was it was pretty awesome. And you don't mind the lack of technology. For me, I'm such a creep. Like I can't be without my phone or my computer. Are you like that, or are you? Was it hard for you to be away from that, or you didn't mind it? Um, I didn't mind um, because I was able to. I was only in the mountains for like four days. Um, the rest of the time, we were in town, and at, basically at nighttime, I would just go on to Wi-Fi. I mean, Wi-Fi is everywhere. Right. The only place that was really, really weird was the UFC took me to China and uh, their internet system over there, the government kind of controls everything. There isn't any, you can't get in on any social medias. 
So that was a little weird. Uh, that's that's got a. How's the but, but more importantly, how, how's the porn access? Me and in Jimmy China? are thinking the same thing. <laughs> As again, Jimmy, I might have talked over you. Huh? I don't know. No. How's the porn access in China? <laughs> you know, I wasn't there long enough to to try to see, but I would assume that it is non-existent. Oh, that'd be awful. No, no Twitter, no porn. What I was supposed to do? He wasn't there too long, so no, he didn't find out. But if, I, <laughs> go ahead. If I was going to say, if I was there more than a fucking hour, I would yeah. let you know, Jimmy. If I was on a layover at the airport, I could have jerked off twice. <laughs> I went on Facebook really quick. With, they give you these like um, when you're in the bigger hotels, they give you these like VPN rerouters, and you can kind of get on the internet that's not as governed. So I went on Facebook right when I got there and just let. You know, posted to my family, hey, I'm, I made it safe. And then I went and did some stuff. I think we went to dinner. I came back. And then for my, the rest of the trip, it kept telling me this page does not exist and I couldn't get on anymore. Wow. So Jim, what happened? They just blocked the access. Yeah. Yeah. So they just blocked it. All right. Well, good luck, man. You're fighting. Um, let me make sure I get his uh, Hudo Choi. Duho Choi. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Duho. Is it Duho? Um, Chris, the producer, is saying Duho Choi. I think he's right. D-O-O-H-O. Uh, Choi. I like to give my opponents the respect of getting their name right, at least. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm, du- I'm just, Duho Choi. Okay. I've had it right, and I've had it wrong. I've, there's been like eight different versions, and, and I just can't figure out which one I, I should be saying. But you're fighting, um, what's the date of that fight? That is... December 10th. December 10th. December, oh, that's on the uh, the Cormier-Johnson uh, card. Yeah, I think they're on my card, but yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair good. enough. They're the co-main. All right. Well, it was good talking to you, Cub. Good, good luck, man. And uh, you know, hopefully, talk to you again soon. Yeah, Cub. Good luck, man. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Okay, buddy. Take care. Take care, homie. All right. Later. Cool. All right. That's yeah, interesting. Uh, I gotta get to, my jaw broken. No, man. It's that scares me so. But that really that fucked me. Took me out of the interview. I was so because you can hear yeah. me. My breathing is so fucked up. My throat gets clogged. I'll tell you. Yeah. I don't know what it is that fucks up my sinuses. Part of um. Part of what gave me confidence uh, with fighting uh, St. Pierre that first time when I wasn't known as a striker is uh, here in, in Manhattan at Henzo Gracie's Academy on, on, uh, on 30th Street over there. I had 16-ounce gloves, and I was sparring, and I, uh, I broke my buddy's jaw, and I, he had to get a plate put in. Whoa. And uh, like he was, I was going low. It, it was almost like a like a Frazier or a sure. fucking raging ball. I was slow, and he was hitting down at me, and I came up similar to like my Frank Trigg fight, and I came up and I whacked him with a, a hook, like whack whack, and I and I, I caught him right right hand right to the jaw, and I uh, and and with the sixteen ounce gloves, and I broke that that jaw, so I remember, and I felt you know I was a friend of mine, you know, which sucks, you know, and I remember Longo always told me, like, look, dude, you just you fucking. Broke that dude's jaw with 16 ounce gloves on. What do you think's gonna happen when you hit fucking St. Pierre with the four ounce gloves? What do you right. think's gonna happen? So, I mean, I remember him saying that, and I'm there like, fuck, I'm gonna hurt that motherfucker. That's <laughs> like, it's not a big story, but I, no. it definitely, mentally, I'm like, man, that's the proof's in the pudding, man. Proof's in the pudding? Yeah, that's where it is. <laughs> is that a truth? It absolutely is. My dick's been in there, too. <laughs> the proof and my dick are both in the pudding. Enjoy the pudding. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, my God. I, dude. You say, I get lighted. Look at me. I'm about to faint, man. You, you, I, I get fucking lightheaded when you say some fucking funny shit, Jimmy. Thank you, buddy. Anyway, so wait, you but is that a saying before I say it again? The proof's and, in the pudding. Yes, yeah. I don't know what it comes so, from, but it means something. Sometimes I'll say some shit. I'm like, dude, is that even a... Did I just yeah. make that shit up? Yeah. Which I possibly... But proof is in the pudding. 
It sure, it I, listen to me. I will never say that again. Please don't. I, it is, a, but it is a real expression. You, oh, you which one? My ex girlfriend, who was twenty oh, years younger fuck. than me. We, she was twenty years younger yeah. than me. Um, I dated oh her when God. I was thirty-four. Um, no, I'm kidding. Oh, I, I was. I know she was. She was twenty. And I was forty. And we were arguing one time, and I forget what I was saying. Well, twenty-year-old. What's that like? You're dating it? No, I mean not. Sexually. Not now. That's fun. Phenomenal but, on both. It was good. And good yeah, and but, bad. But twenty. That's like a. That's a kid. No. I yeah. Mean, yeah. We met when she was a dominatrix. A long story. She was. Uh, but she was. Uh, oh God. She was a ferocious arguer. And we were arguing. I said. I kept saying. I just couldn't cut the mustard. I kept saying cut the mustard, which is a fucking old lady expression. Oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. And afterwards, she told me, I fucking wanted to smash your face when you kept saying cut the mustard. I'm like, I didn't remember I said it. Dude, I'll tell you cut right now. Cut the mustard. That's right up there with the proof is in the pudding. It's terrible. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. Now, that's as bad. They would, they, listen, we're both fucking douchebags for using those words yeah, and sayings. That's a terrible expression. You know? But the lower jaw thing, then he had his jaw broken. Yeah, man. Well, th th I didn't know that, because that makes it, when you get it broken on the hinge, you got to get it wired. Yeah. But the lower one can get the plate. The dude I hit, that's what reminded me of it. Cause the, he that's easier, he get, I guess. He got a plate put in his fucking jaw, you know? If you crack it in the bottom, they put a plate. Yeah, my buddy. Yeah. <clears throat> but how long was it? Could he eat after like a month or? Uh, I don't know. I just, I just, I just remember like, I just remember he fucking went on his ass and then like Henzo tried to make it not a big deal because he was like, nah, he's okay. And he's like, I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not okay, Henzo. And, uh, and he wasn't okay, but, but he's okay now. He's my buddy. He's from Canada. I'm did, not going to give him a shout out because I feel bad, but he's a, he's a, he's a good dude. Didn't Ali fight? Ken Norton broke his jaw. And I want to say he fought seven rounds or something or more with a broken jaw. Ali fought with his jaw broken. Ken Norton that's, did break his jaw. Can we see right. how many rounds he fought Norton with his jaw broken? Yeah, man. Google that shit. And we got Frankie Edgar but, uh, in a little while. Yeah, I love Frankie. Yeah. It's always good Is he calling us or are we calling him? We're going to call him. Okay, I, just let us know when you're calling. I, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we were in the middle of some good jibber jabber. <laughs> so, dude, this is going to be a whole fucking session of us saying stupid shit. I know. Jibber jabber. That's okay. But, jibber jabber is uh, a good one. <laughs> that's not bad. It's not good. Um, but what the hell was, what the hell else? I don't remember. We're all, we're in pre, oh, this is like I said, this is our third annual Thanksgiving extravaganza. What happens is Matt typically and, and myself get a little bit Thanksgiving, you know, cause the, the episode's coming out today and we're yes. thinking about tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow, buddy? What I don't know. I have nowhere to go. I'm like Richard Gere oh. in Officer and Gentleman. Now I'm going to go see my, probably oh, see no. my family. I'll probably see my family. Okay, good. Um, in, in <laughs> South Jersey and I'm going to go see my co, uh, my, my co-broadcaster Sam and his family. His mother's a good cook. Oh. Nice. Where's Sam live? He lives in Westchester. He didn't oh. like that I implied his mother cooked, cooked, make baked cookies and put one of her gray pubes in it, and then left it as a handle. Like that's what I said. His mother would put a gray pube in every cookie, and that's how you pick it up by the gray. Well, that's not good about that. Is that you're saying it's her pubes? Oh yeah, absolutely. Pubes. She rips them out from the root, and then um, <laughs> I might Whoa, see Bobby that's Kelly. Fucking great. What about Bobby Kelly? I might see him and his wife. Oh, that's cool, man. Where does Bobby live now? He's he's up. He's up. He's right by Westchester. Oh, okay. But I'm trying to stay fit because I've been eating really good. And I got to shoot this special in December, and I'm like, fucking. You I look know, good, dude. Thank That's you. I got to lose a few more, but I know yeah, tomorrow. You're probably thinking when you're naked. I mean, right now you got a shirt on. You look fine. Thank That's you. what I go for now. You're naked. Well, no, I just go to look good with the shirt on. I and know. I'm powerful. Yeah, I but you're with one girl, though. See, yeah. the thing is, I got a bunch of different girls, and there's usually an exchange at the end. It's on the counter. You know, grab it on the way out. Uh, a <laughs> financial. But, I, you know, I, I don't want these girls just fucking me because. You know, whatever they, I want them enjoying it a little bit, and not being yeah. repulsed by me. So yeah. you're married; it's different. Like you're comfortable with each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, I get my freak on. <laughs> yeah, I'm gross. 
Yeah, I'm gross. I had such a good time with my wife, Liz. It stands out when you have a good time because sometimes you got to do the old, all right, we got five minutes and, you know, I got to get the kids ready and you do one of those things. You jump on like a rabbit. But there's other times when we have a little alone time and I'm like, oh, so much fun. I was trying to, I was going to fly somebody. I was debating flying somebody up from another country. Yeah. <laughs> but then she like freaks out on me and she's like, right. you don't mean it. You don't like me. I, like, can I talk to a bunch of different girls online? But just talking, it's like you just what you do. Most now, of it is just when, yapping. But really quick, when you fly them in, wait, now you put them up somewhere or they're flying in the Depends on the person and my relationship with them. Yeah. But I would have had her stay with me because we've been talking a lot. Yeah. And uh, then she's like, you don't mean it. I don't believe you anymore. She just kind of ghosted me. And I'm like, well, f- first of all, fuck her. But it's like, yeah, it's just frustrating because this is a person I really wanted to meet. But yeah, so frustrating. I mean, you got to think like if you have them staying with you, they got to be like, all right, now there's got to be a bathroom situation. Unless I have like, two bathrooms. Yeah. Well, there you go. But I've been there. Right? I've, had to, I've actually had to run into my bathroom and fart into a towel. When I had a hot girl in my bedroom, it's always amazing. Like I enjoy a good fart as much as everybody else does. Yeah. But at, at night, when you're fucking under the covers, no. you ever wake up? I realized one time I had a girl over, and I woke up, and I had been fucking dropping putrid gassers no, under the no, covers. No, no, no. I was yes. like, oh, no, she's in bed with me. And she went to surprise you by going down in the morning? No, or? I just woke up and realized, like, oh, no, I hope she's asleep because I've been dropping some fucking <laughs> right. Yeah, dude. When I first started dating my wife, I remember I was I went to the next room and I uh I was dying to a towel. No, no, I was dieting and I had uh, a lot of uh like non fat yogurt like non fat frozen yogurt. I don't eat the other right? I don't eat the healthier yogurt. But it was like a frozen like I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was like a non fat and now she gives you gas. <laughs> Yeah. So I was busting ass, and I remember calling my buddy in the next room. I go, yo, I got this cute. My wife was young when I first started dating her, man. I was 27. She was 18. Sure. That's like, that's kind of crazy, but she was very mature for her age. And I'm just, I'm in the other room just busting, just just shitting myself, basically. And I go, oh, this is this is terrible. <laughs> it's like, but you know, I got it out of my system and went back Dude, in. Dude, I've, I've farted into a towel about 500 times in my life. What? You turn the water on and I you go put my asshole against the towel and gas into it. It's, it's like the Godfather 2 when he fucking shoots the guy. He wraps a towel around yeah, the gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh, what I, that's that what I do with my asshole when, when there's a girl in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Chris is calling. Look, look, he's showing us that he's calling somebody. Yeah, I, think he's, he's, I think he was going to call like 20 minutes from now, but I think we're fucking grossing him out so much. Look at him pick up the fucking phone. By the way, Ali broke his jaw in the 11th round of that fight and it went to a 12th round. So it wasn't, oh, it was only it wasn't two. that long. Okay, only two. You sure it was only 12 rounds? What happened? If they had Back the then, in? there wasn't 15 rounds. I, I guess not. I mean, according to oh, the Oh, it was 15 rounds. Oh. Those well, are 15 you... round fights. It must have ended some other way. That oh, was okay. a 15 round yeah. fight. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. I think. 15 round fights. I'm looking forward to talk to Frankie because let me tell you something. I think his fight got overlooked a little bit with all the Connor hype and Connor's fight, Connor's care business that sure, night. Sure, and there's and, so many championship fights. You know, fights, those championship too. fights. And then you you got got... Chick. Oh, you love her. I love her. Smitten. She gave me that cute little Smitten. wink when she walked by. She's, listen pretty nice eyes and she's 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 got a she's pretty and she has a nice voice too yes i'm not talking about frankie edgar no we're talking about Derek lewis hi frankie how are you hey what's up guys what's up, what's up frankie i was just talking to jimmy and i'm like you know fucking not poor frankie because he handled business the other night but i'm like your fight kind of it kind of almost got overlooked with all the I mean, there was like how many three championship fights uh connor would happen with eddie and that that was big news and here's Frankie taking on uh, Jeremy Stevens, who's a fucking stud. And, uh, and, and it was a good fucking fight, too. Great, it was a great fight. Congrats, Frankie. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, I knew that was the, could, could have been the case. You know, I did my best to make it exciting. And 
you know, leave it all in there. But uh, you know, a car like that's tough to do. It was exciting, man. It was. Just, I mean, we were dude, we were going nuts in the back. I mean, we were we, uh, Jimmy. We were all in the same. It was a cool locker room, man. Yeah. It was. It was uh, us with Chris, myself with Chris and Longo, and then we had you know Mark Henry with. Uh, my buddy Ricardo Almeida with uh, Frankie and with Eddie in the locker room. And then we had our buddy uh, Rafael Natal, which is Sapo. Henzo was there. So it's all of our crew was in this locker room, man. And uh, and not for nothing, Frankie's the only guy to, to come out with the W, man, right. which was kind of bittersweet. No, Frankie? Because here yeah, you, got your, you got your guys falling around you, man. And, and everybody's falling. Yeah. They're coming up short. And then, you know, when you win a fight, it's like a, such a happy feeling and and – how did you feel like uh not with everybody losing, but like especially with the Eddie situation? Was it just a Yeah, no, I mean honestly, you know, Mark is uh he's like a big brother to me and I wanna see him win just as much as he wants to see me win, you know, and when he's in the corner of these other guys and also I you know, I become friends with these guys, I become friends with Chris. Me and Eddie grew, you know, came up together. Even Caitlin, I see you know, we're all trained together, see him sweating there. You you wanna see him do well. So uh, it definitely sucks, but I mean, you know, I definitely uh, enjoyed my victory as much as I could, but it would have been a lot sweeter if all the guys were able to come through. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna actually call you or text you the next day because I remember leaving. I was like, I was bummed out. Usually, like if one of my guys like loses, and I told Jimmy this too, I usually just leave. I don't watch the rest of the fucking fights. But Dana hooked me and Jimmy up with such great tickets, man. I almost felt you that leave. would be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then I still have to watch the fights for the show and everything. So I took a fight off the. I, I went up and I watched uh, Joanna's fight, and, and one of my buddies, uh, Abe, had a skybox, and I did some Patron, and and I came back a little better and watched the rest of the fights with Jimmy. But I wanted to in the locker room that night. I wanted the. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I left without saying goodbye to you. I remember I said hello to your wife, and and I just wanted to say, man, fucking good job, Frankie. I know I said Thank it already. You, but, Thank you. Yeah. So you're at the top of the uh, of the division. What do you, what do you think of what's been going on now? Where it's everybody's kind of waiting. I asked Cub the same question. Everybody's just kind of waiting to see what happens. Is is Aldo going to fight again, or, or will he eventually give in and fight somebody else, or is he going to be you know, stubborn and hold out for a rematch with Connor? And it's like a reality show. You know, there's so much going on, so much drama about. And you just don't know what's going to happen. And, I, you know, I'm just, I'm not worried about it. I, mean, I was chasing the belt. For, I feel like I've been chasing the belt forever. You know, ever since I lost, I've been chasing it. And I haven't been fighting as frequently because of it. I feel like, you know, I'm waiting for the right matchup or the right timing. And I'm just, I'm just about fighting right now. I just want to keep winning. You know, I don't care really who I fight. I'd like to fight in Brooklyn and New York again. It's nice not to have to travel. But, uh, yeah, I just want to get back in there. And not for nothing, speaking about not, not traveling, you had one of the, the biggest, uh, you know, the crowd loved you at MSG, man. Everybody loves Frankie, Jimmy. Yeah, you, you got one Frank. of the biggest ovations was for you. You know, that had to feel no, great. it's nice to have some pop in the crowd and get some love. It definitely uh, feels nice. I felt bad for Eddie, too, man. He's such a nice guy. And to get booed an hour from home, it's like, it's like they boo guys like him. They boo Cormier. It's like, what the, f- I don't understand what the fans are fucking booing sometimes. Yeah, I don't get it either, man. Eddie's, you know, he just hasn't been a UFC guy for so long, so people really don't know him, but. I mean, he's been a stud forever. You know, yeah. he's been fighting all around the world. I mean, he deserved everything he gets. And, you know, it's a shame that, you know, some of these fans don't back him up. But it's funny, these Irish people, they're not Irish, man. They're Americans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They, they ride with their, they ride with their, their Irish uh, heritage, which I get, too, you know. And, and Connor's a, a, an attractive dude. He says a lot of funny shit, so I get it. You did say, too, you might be willing to drop down a Bantamweight to compete. Um, you know, it can, if, if this kind of gridlock uh, continues in the featherweight. What about uh, Garbrandt uh, Cruz? Would you be willing to drop down to fight one of them, or are you happy with the weight you're at? Uh, I think I'm good right now. I, mean, I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, if someone offers me a title shot, you know, I'd be tough to pass up. You know, but, uh, 
I'm not really pursuing it, I guess. I'm not really asking for it. But if they came to me and said, hey, do you want to fight for the title 35? I, you know, I probably, I would strongly uh, consider it, you know. And, and I don't want to. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, Frankie. No, no. You know, cutting weight sucks. Yeah. I, to, I, I wouldn't, but, you know, for a title, you know, uh, that that's a little more enticing. I was going to say, now I'm, I don't want to keep dwelling on this because I know it's depressing, especially for you because he's, he's a teammate and a friend. We, we, I mean, myself, along with a lot of other people, I, I picked Eddie to, to beat Connor. And I, I thought it would, and, and from what his game plan he said afterwards was to sum it up basically, you know, uh, circle away from the power side and mainly wrestle. I thought he would have um, a lot of success. And I, th- I picked him to win, and I thought he would be fighting similar to the way he fought Pettis. He's he's chalking it up where he's saying that he did not follow the game plan, and and it, he basically blew it. Do you think it's something that Connor's doing in there that's just shutting guys down and not letting them pull that trigger, or is it, or is it what Eddie's saying? What do you feel about that? No, I, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I think yeah, you, you, you when you're you're doing something you're just not you're not really ready for, it makes you abandon your game plan a little bit. Because you know that you know you're expecting to do one thing, you're expecting something to work, and say it's not working. I think Connor just keeps his range so well. He almost when he starts playing with that front hand, gets you almost like you know lullaby. Gets you to sleep in and bang, the left hand comes over top. It's... And uh, you just can't stay in front of him. You know, I feel like Eddie stayed in front too much. And, and let's be honest, he, Connor must hit hard. He, he zinged him with that that first left hand, dropped him real quick. I don't think Eddie ever was 100% himself after that. Yeah, and it's always those shots you don't see coming, and he's very... Exactly. He's quick and accurate. They're not super hard, you know? They're not super hard. I mean, he must hit hard, but they don't look like he's loading up. They're just, bang, they're on point, precise. You don't see it coming, you're not ready for it. A lot of people are saying that if you were to fight him, that that would be a tough fight. I mean, they said the same thing about Eddie Alvarez, but a lot of people have said you would be a very tough matchup for him. Even tougher than Jose Aldo, I believe. That's what I believe. Yeah, I think think so. I think I match up well with him. You know, I think uh, with with the, the right game plan, I, I do. I mean, I seen what Chad Mendes did to him. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like I could do that for 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 the whole for the whole time, not just you know around in the hand. You know, it's it's funny. Like you don't seem like a guy, and I'm not just saying this because I know you, but you don't seem like a guy who is rattled as easily. And we just talked to Cub Swanson about that. It does matter sometimes because this young guy called him out, and that made him want to fight him. Um, is is it hard to get under your skin with pre-fight shit and pre-fight talk, which you know would happen in that situation? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think so, but it's easy to say when, you know, it's kind of like standing across the, the, the table from me at a press conference talking a bunch of shit, you know, and that, that might get under my skin a little bit, but I, I'd like to think I, I would handle it the, the smartest way. I thought Eddie handled all that stuff that way, but it might have just the buildup of it all, I think, uh, you know, kind of maybe just the magnitude of the fight and every, all the hype around I think might have got to Eddie when he, when he stepped in there on fight night. Yeah, I, I, you I, know, the whole lead-up, I thought he did great, you know, with Connor and, you know, exchanging, uh, you know, Insults and whatnot, and he didn't get, he didn't take it too personal. I thought he did a good job with that. Man, he looks so good. I, I real even in the locker room, everything. I was there. I'm like, he, he looks like he's in the zone. I, it just, you know, I mean, you know, and I don't want to downplay Connor either because Connor is fucking. He's making it happen. But uh, yeah, I do, I do respect Eddie. Uh, I do respect Eddie so much, and I've seen the wars, and he's and he's not, and again, he doesn't get rattled normally, you know, and. Uh, you know that—that's why it was a little, a little. I was definitely shocked, but uh, a lot of. I was too, man. You know, even when he got dropped the first time, I was like, "It's all right." Eddie gets dropped every every fight. Yeah. And it seems like he gets his chin gets better as he goes. I'm like, you know, McGregor's not going to be hitting as hard as he goes too. So 
I was hoping uh, even even with the knockdown, early knockdown, I was still still had some faith. But you know, I got to give it to Connor. It's true, man. And his I, shots great. He's he, he's so precise with his with his, with his uh, striking. And and I watched the fight again, and and Eddie, what he said is true though. He did, he was circling the wrong way and right. trying to enter with his hands, and and it was it was odd, I guess. And I think he said that too. He can't really explain why he made some choices in there like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I I just wonder if. I mean, this is the most hype of, you know, of a fight he's ever been in. And like I said, I thought he dealt with it leading up to it good. But, hey, Friday night, you might have just been, like, just uh, too much. You never seem to panic. Because we've all seen you have tough early rounds, which as a fan, it's really hard to watch. Because you're like, oh, fuck. But then you just, you you were almost, it seems almost impossible to put you away uh, early in a fight, even if it looks bad for you. And you spent the most time in the octagon of anyone in UFC history this is Chris our producer gave us this 6 hours 17 minutes and 49 seconds in the fucking octagon I mean that's incomprehensible yeah it's crazy yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing either. you know what I mean but uh, that's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of miles on the body but yeah it's uh to be able to get paid by the by the by the, by the hour. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it does, it's a lot of miles on the body, but I think it also there's probably nothing you have not seen in there. There's no amount of pressure you haven't seen. There's no situation you haven't seen. There's no I'm, I'm I'm in deep shit moment you haven't seen. You seem to have experienced everything you can experience in there. Yeah, you know, I mean, definitely experience is something you can't buy, you can't train, it just has to come. And you know, I got I know no one can say they have more experience than me. It's, That's I, true. Than anybody. <laughs> And what's on the horizon for you, man? Do you have any uh, any any uh, fights coming up or anything being discussed? No, not really. I guess I'm just uh, hoping to get on that Brooklyn card and definitely uh, reaching out for that. You know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. How's your dad's leg doing? I saw him in the. Uh, he had a, he had his knee banged up or something. Is he all right? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he had to get a uh, he, he had a knee replacement a couple years back and oh. he got the and got messed up. So. Had to go back in, but uh, you know he's in rehab. He's getting better. All right, I always like seeing his old. Yeah. His whole family is nice yeah. to me. Yeah. He is a good family. I only know Frankie. Yeah, well, they're all good people. The Edgars have not invited me for Thanksgiving. I'm a little hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see Frankie, we always talk about doing a barbecue or something. Bring my, my I family know we got over you, there. man. We got yeah, we're you. gonna we're gonna do it sooner or later. Yeah, and get man. Big Dog and his family too, and we're gonna make a yeah, party. Absolutely. Longo's not getting the invite though. No, I'm only kidding. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I just like to attack that guy out of nowhere. Fucking no Longo. For... That's what he's there for. <laughs> all right, Frankie. Well, look, man. Congratulations. We were really really happy for you. Yeah, and, uh, Frankie. You, you were great, man. You you really yeah. Uh, thank you guys. Being very tough guy man. and have a great yeah, holiday let's go hopefully hopefully yeah hopefully you can do it again in brooklyn man it's uh the fights were great in the city i thought the city was buzzing yeah man it, it lived up to the hype the entire sure card lived, even sure with did. a couple of fights not there with cowboys fight gone and rashad's fight it still lived up to the well, hype i'll it tell did. you what it was an, you know when you're when you're in it it's kind of tough to say but you take a step back like damn that that was a great card every fight you know front to back and before you go just curiosity what do you think of the uh you know yaya rodriguez bj penn fight that's just been announced Ah, uh, man, I don't know. That's tough, you know. That kid Yar is definitely a, an up-and-coming dude. He's, he's super, super athletic. You know, I just, he's, BJ hasn't fought in, you know, three years. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I don't think it's it's my opinion to, to matter if he should stay fighting or not. It's all up to him. So all, all the best to BJ, you know. Let's hope he uh, takes it seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Rodriguez is a very, very good fighter. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you. I just I just offered nothing, by the way. Why would I say that? Everyone knows that. <laughs> he's a ass. very he's a young up and coming kid. He's and he's yeah, uh, uh, and he's super athletic, man. Does man. a lot of orthodox things. Exactly. Uh, His fight with Bruce Leroy that was a five round fucking 
I mean, damn, dude, I got tired just watching that fucking thing. It's like, right? Yeah. They were all yeah, over the fucking like place, the new, man. Like the new, the new, the new, new school. Right, exactly. Like, Verse, yeah. verse the fucking definitely the old school. But BJ is a warrior, and uh, yeah, hopefully you were just his crypt the kryptonite, yeah. and hopefully he'll do better. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, man. He always wants to see BJ do well. He's a legend. Yeah, man. All right, Frankie, man. Say hello to the family, dude. Great talking to you, bro. Well, you do the same. You do the same. Have always. a great turkey day. Hi, fellas. Have a good one. All right, Take Frankie, care, Take care, man. buddy. Bye-bye. Always love talking to Frankie. He's man. a really good guy. Nah, he's a fucking great guy, man. You know? And, like, I, I can't believe he spent over six hours fighting. In the, like, of, of actively fighting in the octagon. Hey. Yeah, you know, Frankie's a He's a hard guy to be a fan of, though, because you always think he's going to get killed in the first... Like, he's, there's always a moment where you're like, oh, he's dead. I and he just get, survives get, the man, round. I'm he's fucking... Nah, Frankie, Frankie's one of the pound-for-pound pound best... I don't yeah. know what he is on that whole list, but he's definitely future Hall of Famer. I mean, the guy, I just think that, I don't know, I just think he's so nice and, and like, he's just a nice, polite dude, but he's a fuck, he's as tough as they come. I can't and think of anyone that him, has more heart than him. Yeah. I can't think of anybody nope. that's harder to heart, put away than him. skill, I mean, and, uh, and it, but the best is you look at him, he don't, like, you know, you can tell he's a tough guy, but he doesn't, he's not a big dude. No. And, and he's usually always the smaller guy. That's why when you saw him, like when I say when he fights, he gives always a hundred percent. Like you see him go for a takedown on Jeremy Stevens, and a lot of guys will go for one or two, and then be like, you know what, man, I don't want to get tired. He'll just fucking be relentless, and next thing you know, he's picking up that dude over his head, and he's fucking. It's just, and then a lot of guys after that would slow down because that takes that hits the uh, the energy bar. You know what I mean? Like in a video game, that takes a hit, but dude, the guy doesn't stop. So. He, he's not an easy fight for anybody. Yeah, I man. don't care who you are, how much shit you talk. There's nobody that looks at him as an easy fight because he's really, really hard to put away. Nice. And it's almost like the worse you hurt him early, the longer yeah. fight you got in your hands. It was so it was so weird. And the other day, like when we were in that locker room, because again, man, it was he was the only guy, and we had a we had a lot. And I forgot about Caitlin. Um, Jenner, it's all I think about. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> would you would you hang out with Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah, out of respect and the fact that she looks like Chief J Strongbow. Yeah, I'd have to fuck <laughs> That's her. not your type, though. It's not your type, though. No, you, I'm you an ageist. You wouldn't play around with... Are you really too oh, old? Oh, yeah, I don't care that she's trans. She's too old. Too old. <laughs> yeah, that's not the problem. The dick doesn't bother me. It's the fact that she's fucking over 60. You never watched any granny porn? Now, people are going to be thinking... No. Gonna, people are going to put that together with the old Japanese lady that whacked me off in Japan that time. Oh, that's right. And they're going to think I got some kind of fetish. Sure, Matt can't come unless a girl has a hip replacement. <laughs> <laughs> Take those dentures out, you bitch. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not into the older. I like younger, man. I, you know, in mid twenties, I like because they don't want to get married and have kids yet. I'm very immature, yeah. so I'm not ready for that. Plus, I like the youthful bodies. I mean, I'm not even fucking. Oh, but I, I, they don't. When women in thirty five year old women, they start to go. Where's this going? Like they don't want their, and I get it. Yeah, you know, it's like they're, they're looking at the clock ticking, and I'm a fucking around. You know, uh, see, I'm, my I'm, see, I'm in a good way right now because I like. I, I mean, right? See, I'm forty two. My wife's uh, thirty two. Oh, fucking 33. She's 33. She's nine years younger. She is 33. Yeah, you said... You <laughs> Why were, are you telling me what my... Because you told you me You know what's sad? You're right. Yeah. I'm a fucking... Chris, you said it before. Hit me in the face, please. I never will do that. But. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you're Not smart. with your fist, Not with your bag. Well. With your... <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good nature. Uh, he's just kidding. Uh, pull, pull your pants up, producer. <laughs> All right, Chris, the producer, you fucking freak. I get, I get but, a piss. Uh, Can we piss? I, let's Start, take a piss. Not piss together, badly. but go ahead. You go yeah. first. All right. Pop, uh, paper, rock, scissors. Let's see who goes first. All right, that's just so immature. Yeah, you can go first. <laughs> You're stronger than me, so you can go first. How about this? I'll just wait. All right, let's go pee. You're listening to UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. 
Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage approval process into the 21st century. Fast, powerful, and completely online, Rocket Mortgage has taken all the complicated, time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. Hate searching through stacks of old files and paperwork? Of course you do. With Rocket Mortgage, you can easily share your bank statements and pay stubs at the touch of one button, helping you get approved in minutes for a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to your unique financial situation. Even better, with Rocket Mortgage, you can do all of this on your phone or your tablet. It's a quick online process that you can manage from the convenience of your couch. So if you're looking to refinance your mortgage or buy a home, check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com slash unfiltered. That's quickenloans.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Well, we're back. Matt and I just took a little break and tinkled. We leave the tinkle breaks in because we think that's a part of being who we are. No, no. People should know exactly what the fuck we're doing here. Yeah, we don't like to lie. We don't <sighs> people to think like, hey, there was a little pause. What'd they do? Uh, <laughs> we, should just, <laughs> we should just bring a mic in with us and they could hear everything. I think they would really enjoy that. They'd so get a kick out of it. The rest of my day, Jimmy, I have to go and this is get tomorrow a, or today. Today, I have to get a Christmas tree today. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, I might get one for my new play. You know what? You should I, man. I just got a big white couch. Yeah. My big, don't, if you get one of those white trees, I will not talk to you anymore. I don't believe in white trees. Okay. I want a real tree. You ever see those? those? I want a tree with friends. I want friends to come over, Matt. <laughs> I need friends. <laughs> I'm laughing because he got real close and he's grabbing my wrist. I grabbed his excited. wrist. I won't grab his hand because he was just in there whizzing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just grabbed his wrist. That was pretty good arm control I had yeah, for a second. You did. I was about to try to break that grip. Oh, boy. But uh, yeah, you know, it'll be fun. Would this, be, with with this sweatshirt, by the way, what I'm wearing, would this be easy if, like, if I was a problem on the subway? Would you be able to choke me with my own hood? Uh, with, with the hood? like that that yeah. thing that, i mean possibly that but, but that might rip but oh. you know i mean I, I mean it's better with uh the jacket behind you that winter jacket you could use fucking, that to oh. you're strangled in <laughs> you're, you're sleeping within 10 seconds really oh fuck yeah oh fuck that's yeah. so awesome yeah i'll be want to put that thing on yeah but don't hurt me no i, no. I trust matt well i don't want to fuck with your throat i mean you gotta fuck yeah i, I just want to see a quick grab. No, from behind or from. No, like, and, and we're like talking. The, we're the talking. Way, um, we're is, talking strangling. We're not talking without anywhere. a real strangle. I'm gonna. No, no. Hey, look, the, me, the way people do it, like on the train. No, like if I got behind you. No, no. no say we were in the subway. Okay, and I, I got behind you. If I'm gonna choke. Or if you, or, or, or if the guy's in front of you. Or in front of you. Okay. Yeah. He's, I would. I would look. Slip my arm in here. He's in my now, jacket. Look, if I put my other hand, I just I palm down like this. Oh. Now I'm gonna hug you. If I just go to hug you, I put my head over here this way. Ah. You see how you look oh at that? Oh my god! That? And that's nothing, man. And that's a jacket. That's a listen. Oh, nobody... he reached in and grabbed. But you you grabbed the jacket in here and then yeah. put. Your... Oh. So what's nice is what's nice about that, Jimmy, is that my wrist is actually on your carotid arm. Where did where did you grab in the jacket? Well, my one arm, I, I put it. My one hand, palm up. I put it deep, like pretty much. My see how the my my the groove fits in the like the groove of your neck, my yeah. wrist here. So my hand's almost behind your neck when I put that one in. And the other hand, I could just go palm down with my pinky next to your neck, like this. And then I make it. I don't bring my elbows oh. out three o'clock. I make it like I'm hugging myself. See this? See this, yeah, this hugging his motion? Arms, his arms come in so, and next. And my, my face goes right next to yours. So you even add in a headbutt to soften him up if you want it for some real fight. <laughs> but uh, for, for street self-defense, I mean, you, that guy, even if you're on top of me, you'll be, you, I'm closing the carotid arteries. So you're stopping the blood flow to the head. You, you're going to sleep. Oh, that, you're going to sleep. I felt that for like literally, I'm looking into Chris's filming this yeah. too. 
Uh, but it, it literally took probably a, a second before I was like, yeah, I could feel that's a major problem. It's a beautiful thing. It, it wasn't bad when you first grabbed the jacket, but as soon as the other arm came up, I yeah, was like, Yeah, oh, exactly. Fuck. You know why? Because... I spent 20 years strangling people with the, with their kimonos. A kimono, people make a big, and this is, I always, I always talk about it for like training purposes because it's a good training tool, the kimono, the gi, the uniform. Because people usually have clothes on when you fight them. Exactly. And where we're from, Jimmy, look, it's November. Oh, it's nippy. It's nippy. <laughs> and guys have stuff that you're going to be able not only to choke them with, but to manipulate their balance, to throw them with. And with your jacket, I don't want anybody at Sarah BJJ com in Long Island, getting a blue belt under me if you're not able to put somebody to sleep with a North Face jacket on. Right. Because that's reality. And let me tell you something, dude. I, I met up this morning with my buddy uh, Pete Drago, like usual, but we got a little, we started bullshitting. It got too late. So he had to go back to, he had to go back to work. So I got a cup of coffee with him. And then I had one of my other black belts. I'm so lucky to have Yeah, those great guys students. to train with, Yeah, man. great guys. Another one of my black belts, uh, Jay Gershon, he just, he's the guy... I'm like, dude, he lives right near my school. I go, hey, dude, are you around? Because me and Drago blew the training, and I need to get my jujitsu in, dude. I love it. And I got a nice, I rolled with him for, I'd say, 45 minutes with the gi on, with the, and you feel your grips, your forearms. You feel right. them like, man. And then we did, you know, it's just such a, it's, it just, it channels my zen, Jimmy. It I have, channels I have, my zen. I have a very bad grip. Like, my grip is weak. I have, a, you yeah. know, I have the grip of a, a small bird. <laughs> of a small like your, same as your bladder you got a lot like a bird <laughs> I have the grip and bladder of a small sickly fouling or foul tweet, whatever tweet. you call a bird that's fucking great <laughs> oh man no dude jujitsu will be the art for you and I will teach you sooner I wish I, if you taught in New York I, I wish you were in the city because it would be so much cause I'm, I, I, by the time I got to Long Island it's just too long well like, I, I will, I I will take to. you over to I'll take you over to Henzo's and, and, and uh, they know me over there obviously Henzo's I'm family so I just I mean, I'll, 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 I'm gonna go, hey, yeah! I'll don't, get them very ready. Don't do for my karate. That. <laughs> That'd be a bad move. So that'd be pretty bad. But my cardio's I, not good. Man, the, my cardio's not good. The car, your cardio's not good? No. I gotta get back to the elliptical just for my weight purposes. You know what I mean? Just that's so why I don't. Because I could get chubby and still strangle people and rip off arms. But I gotta do that. I gotta get that fucking. I gotta get that fucking elliptical. How do you in. get a guy down? Like if a guy is six foot three and he's giving you a hard time in the subway, you're my height. So what do you? Yeah. How do you get him down to oh, choke dude, him? I'm lowered. I'm, I could get right underneath him. First of all, I could dump him on his head. I could do a single leg. I could do an inside leg trip. I guess several ways. I or I could fucking of, punch him in the mouth and then take him down. So a single leg. See, for me, is a I, I, my nightmare is I grab a guy's leg and he just starts beating the back yeah. of my head. Well, you know, I've taken guys down a bunch. <laughs> you know, I'm used to fighting the best on the planet. It's hard. To, it's not hard to trip yeah. somebody in a single leg, a regular guy. No, I mean, I mean, it could be. I mean, I might lock up with a guy that had a wrestling background. But that's what's so good about jujitsu is because no matter where you land, like I, I spent. Half the training this morning in bad positions. Like I, I put my black belt across my side. So if I messed up with a takedown and a guy falls on top of me, I'm used to getting out and getting a better position with guys that know how to keep me down. So that it's very unlikely that somebody's going to be able to really keep me down. A, college, a guy who wrestled a lot in college is yeah, not Yeah, well, he might that. get on top of me, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to take his arm and take it off from, from on bottom. You can be very dangerous on bottom. I like to pride myself in being able, in my jujitsu game and my students, is having a well-rounded game. Now, I'm not just good on top. If I go on bottom, I know how to get reversals. I know how to take limbs from my back. I know how to, or else I know how to get out and get up if worse comes to worse. Okay. And that's the beauty of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's why, you know, 
the, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu is meant for the smaller person. It's leverage. It's technique. And uh, if I had another passion, I don't like as far as another art, I don't know if I could be able to be doing it. Like, for, for example, I haven't, I haven't sparred, man. I'll do some pads and do some glove drills and stuff. I like to do to keep sharp with my, with my motion, with my striking. But, you know, I can't, I could roll hard in a sense. I could train with jujitsu hard and all you get is, you know, maybe a little gi burn once in a while. I mean, I, what's a gi burn? Well, I mean, I don't know. Like in other words, the gi rubbing, oh, yeah. you know, rubbing against your face. True. But I mean, you know, and that makes you feel good. I don't know. I love it. I fucking love it. How do we get into this again? That's good. It's just my life, man. You're so funny, dude. I was thinking of last week. I thought, you're like, that's such a male. shit. Your morning is you shit. Because I think about it and this is, you go, you shit, you fuck, and you fight for an hour. Yeah. Matt's a real guy. <laughs> Matt's a real dude. I, just, I have I have some fruit yeah, and I chit chat on the radio with my yeah, friend. You're fucking, yeah. I have a very, I have a Dr. Laura life. You oh, live a man's great. life. I'm, I'm a fucking kvetching old hen. I can't wait to hear special. Me neither. Are you, now, do you get? Like, is it like an upcoming fight? Do you get a little? This thing's coming up. I got to hit this out of the park. Is there any anxiety? Or is anything sure. coming? Yeah. Sure, but I'm I'm on stage a lot. We're doing. Uh, um, I'm doing my my brand of rolling, which is on stage. <laughs> no, I, I'm just doing sets, and I'm trying. The problem is, like, I'll, I'll find that in my all, set, all new shit though. Oh, for my last special, yeah. yeah. A lot of the couple of the things I have, uh, I'm not happy with the segues getting into them, and I'm not happy with the way I'm I'm getting into them and out of the last thing. So it's a matter of tightening up, fixing lines, trying different approaches to get into these things more comfortably. It has to be comfortable. How long are you going to be up there? How long is? Th- are you going- uh, I'll probably do an hour and ten, hour and twelve. I mean, that's amazing. Amazing to me, that's amazing because I told you I did that four minutes, and that felt like an eternity. And one of the and as a guy that rode a bull and fucking fought in front of the world, the best fighters on the planet. I that was I'm telling you that 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 four minutes at the fucking laugh factory was one of the scariest things I ever did. Oh, by the way, I was so happy that we met. Uh, that we I met. I knew him before, but uh, Tony Hinchcliffe gave me a compliment. Yeah, Hinch, a good, oh, yeah. Fuck, what a dick I am. That's the right. guy Hinchcliffe. Yeah, it's a very British name. Yeah, it's uh, Joe Rogan's buddy. He goes yeah. on the road with Joe Rogan a lot, and he. Uh, the guy gave me the compliment on my, he loved my he Adrian bit. And yes. that, made, that made me feel good because he looked like he was, uh, he meant that. He did mean it. He goes, oh, that Adrian bit, that was great. And I'm like, fuck, man, that that made me feel, that just made me feel really good. Especially since that's all I had. <laughs> and I'm not doing anything ever again. I'm like, good, man. It's like, again, it's like you having one MMA fight and a guy giving you compliments out the ass. Well, it's one of those things where, you you know, you're, not, you're never happy until it's done. Like yeah. now I'm in the mode where I got three more weeks and I'm like, I just want to get it shot. Yeah. That's I feel fight. good. It's I'm fight, editing man. the opening. We're in the middle of doing that. Now I have to go into an editing bay next Monday. So I'm, and, uh, you know, to, to work on getting the opening. I have an opening that I shot. Is it for, what is it special for? Is it for? I'll, I'll tell you off air. I'm not allowed. Oh, allow- okay. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I want to say it, but they, oh, the way, my contract know. is they have to announce it. It's just the way they do it. But I'll tell you off air. Uh, it, it, I'll, I'll just right. say this about it. It's the place that you want, I your, got you. you want your special to be. I got you. So I got, I'm very got lucky you. to be doing this one. Nah, and I'm so, fucking psyched. You sh- oh, you are psyched? Yeah. I, I, I feel good about the material. So when you go into it, I feel like the, the, the act is funny. It's where I want it to be. I know it opens strong. The middle is strong. It yeah. closes strong. But again, there's little shit you want to fix. There's little things you want to tighten up. There's little laughs you want to get. This one this, bit I'm doing has not been getting the laugh I want. Really? But I need it for the next two bits after it oh. sets up. The, so I want it to, to get a little bit better. Man. So I got to fix it. It's exciting. I got three weeks. And uh, 
and not the no, I, again. I can bring it up over here, but you, me and my, I get you got two tickets. Me and my wife. Yeah. And and what is it? It's on, it's on a Saturday night. It's on a Saturday, December seventeenth. I think the tickets are all gone. We did free tickets because what happens is you get an audience coordinator. This way, there's something called camera kills, and they have to put in cameras. So you lose a hundred seats for the venue or more with camera uh, kills, and then people pay for tickets. Or if you want to move people around, like you can do that with its free tickets. It's easier. Oh, and it also guarantees that your room is. But full. it's but it's your and it's your peep. I mean, they yeah, wanna... this woman is very good. I, she knows better than to get me a Comedy Central audience. Yeah. She goes out and gets people who have come to my other stuff, and the tickets went yeah. pretty fast, so uh, they'll be pretty much all fans. Dude, I can't wait, man. That's I can't. Wait. I'm gonna make a night in the city with my wife. So that's even better. <laughs> yeah, there's two shows. You can come to whichever one you want. <laughs> All right, man. I'm going to fucking hold you to that, man. I can't wait. I have a bunch of people coming to it, but I just don't like to look. It, it won't be in the front row because I don't like to look at people I know. Yeah, don't, I don't want that. That scares me too. I'd be afraid we made eye personal, contact yeah. and you'd be like, hi. And I go, don't make it. Don't draw attention. Now I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah, I, hide I, me I, somewhere. I like to never see my family. Like my family, there's certain things I've edited out when my family has been there so that I would never have them come to a taping. Never. Oh, oh why? What's that? No, I love my family, but I don't want them seeing. I mean, I'm always embarrassed when they come see my act. Why is that? Because I'm dirty. Like, yeah, yeah, I say a lot of true, dirty stuff. It's all true. The best is the best is true, dirty stuff. Yeah, and they know it. Yeah, I mean, they're really open. They don't care. They're fun people. Yeah, I'm very lucky to have supportive family. You know, whatever yeah, you do, man. if your family's supportive, you're lucky. So they're good people, but I'm just so filled with shame. It's my own thing. So I just like them to not be there. I don't want to get too personal. Sure. You're like, then don't. No, you can. I mean, you can. What are some of your special ladies? You ever bring them around, like, your your, your family? No. Or no? Um, No, I don't bring anybody around my family. I brought girlfriends around my family, but I would. No, I know. If I was dating somebody. Obviously, you're not ashamed of anything. No, I I never judge you, buddy. I am ashamed of a lot of things, but not that. Yeah. The fact that I like like women, I date trans women, you know, but I I just haven't had a trans girlfriend, so I've never brought one around my family. But I would. If If it was somebody I liked and I was into. Because there's been like just traditional girls I've dated that I was humiliated by because they're psychotic. Yeah. I've gone out with them three times and fucked them and be like, nah, this girl's nuts. Can't, oh, yeah, you can't bring people like that around you. No. And my, my parents are nice. Like yeah. they're nice people. My sister Trace is a nice person. My nephew, they don't give a fuck. They wouldn't yeah. care who I came with. But oh, uh, I think they'd be happy to see me with anybody at this point because they're so sick and tired of hearing me talking about my fucking yeah. going on you porn or wherever it is. Like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like, just a human being. We don't care. Bring a small dog. Bring, we don't care what it is. Bring Caitlyn Jenner. I would just for the story. <laughs> Hi. <Poor laughs> nice Caitlin. to meet you, Mrs. Norton. <laughs> All right. Poor Caitlin. Jimmy. This I think fun. I think we uh what do we do? Have anything to oh what is what's coming up this weekend? Fox Sports One. Is huh? the, uh, the Saturday fight. Chris the producer, don't, stop don't, shaking your head. What is it? Don't tell me. I can't believe I'm forgetting. No, Hold on. Don't I tell know. me. Oh my god. I know it. It's I know it. Derek Brunson against Robert Whitaker I in Australia. It. I knew it. Who is it? Uh Whitaker uh Brunson. In Melbourne, how interesting was Brunson talking about coming up uh, and working with people uh, in the criminal justice system? These guys are all. Guy was a cheerleader, man. Cheerleader, got, yeah. He got a lot of tail. Yeah, I'm sure he did. And he's a solid, strong Male guy. Yeah. And usually, at the football plays, somebody who try to fuck with them, they're not fucking with. They're not fucking with that. Right? No. Well, hey, it depends yeah, you, how he was built back then. Hey, you big sissy. He probably fucked some people up. I'm probably, probably asking that next time I talk to him. I'm going to ask him that. Yeah. On here, me and you. All right. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. Have a great have, holiday. Have Matt. an awesome, awesome Thanksgiving, man. Chris, good holiday. Jimmy, I'm thankful for you. you. Me too, buddy. Chris, have a nice turkey. I'm only kidding. You too. I'm thankful <laughs> Thanks, too. And I'm thankful for the audience. Are we promoting? Are you promoting anything? Or you already did. I'll be in Saratoga Springs Friday and Saturday, warming up for the special, and then Hartford, Connecticut, then Doylestown, and then I shoot. 
Dana White looking for a fight on YouTube. And uh, I'm off Twitter. I think I'm staying off Twitter. I think my life might be better. I know we're getting out of here. My life might be better without Twitter. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't got any negative shit going on, man. The Instagram, I can have fun with that. I might stay off that shit. Because I'm not, but know what I don't like, though? I do get a lot of compliments on there. And I'm not saying hello to those people anymore. That makes me upset. Because, but there's, but you know who ruins it? The fucking jerk offs. But you can always block or mute people. I do that like a motherfucker. But, but you, but it's still neg- allowing negativity into your life. I sure. don't like negativity. Yeah. What did Maya Angelou like say? Uh, they said, "How do you deal with the negative criticism?" She's like, "You can't. You can't listen to the compliments either." Meaning, now, who said that? Maya Angelou. Meaning, some, I'm paraphrasing. She said it much better. But it's it, it's 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 who is she? Who's it? She was a, a black woman. She was a poet, very famous. Oh. I know why the caged bird sings. That's her. Oh, that's her. I, yeah. I've never she, heard. Uh, she said something <laughs> about you can't take the compliments without the criticism. So, and I and I've noticed this about myself. Fuck critics. They don't know what they're talking about. But I, then I realized one day, no one has ever said that when a critic has given a positive review. That is hysterical. No one, That's no funny. actor has ever said, what the fuck do critics know when the review is good? We only say it when it's bad. So I either have to accept that I'm going to get a lot of bad with the good or I don't have to take either. Right now, I, I, I'm not not by choice, but because I, I, I'm kind of special and in a, in, a, in a slow type of way and I did not I don't know how to get back on my Twitter I almost might not and maybe it's a blessing I'm happy yeah. I'm happy in my my own world most of my negativity comes from social media yes it does it's from the internet or I feel but again if it wasn't that yeah. what else would I be doing maybe there would be some creeping in I just don't know how would I meet people yeah. oh god I can't get off Twitter yeah no no that's <laughs> yeah well, I'm staying off I, I'm probably staying off well at least after the holidays. All right, people. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.